argument that a metaphysician or anybody who refutes Ariel's argument, um, for that matter of fact, would make is that what makes a Goya painting is the idea that the artist had and his thoughts that were going into making the painting. And if someone forges it, the, the thoughts aren't the same. Um, and what Ayer says is that can't be verified using an empir empirical approach. Um, so therefore, the ideas of Goya as, um, which, as an element of his painting, as a way of detecting his forgery, is nonsensical and shouldn't even be regarded. Um, and obviously many issues arise with that argument. Um, and it is kind of, I, I don't know if you agree with me, Alana, but I feel like it devalues the sense of art and mm -hmm. the human experience in a way as well. Um, but also, the, the, a metaphysical, um, he, he goes into quite a lot of depth about talking about metaphysical statements. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to explain what yeah. it means? So, metaphysical statements are statements that go beyond um, our sense experience. For example, saying that God is real goes beyond our sense experience because the notion of God is outside the natural world and obviously us humans, us as mm -hmm. humans, we're in the natural world and so we can't understand the supernatural world solely based on experience. And, um, and like a lot of people think religious statements are synonymous with metaphysical statements. Yeah. There are some issues with that in itself, isn't it? With like Jesus' tomb. Mm -hmm, yeah, because, well, for example, saying that, okay, Jesus was crucified and he was placed into a tomb, that, that, would, that is a historical statement. There is, you know, historical... Which can be verified. Yeah, which can be verified. Um, but then that's, that, that would also tie into uh, metaphysics as well, because um, once, you get, once you get to the point where you say, okay, then Jesus ascended into heaven, that's where it gets metaphysical, and everything before that is historical and empirical. So um, that's a difficulty with, you know... Aristotle argument, really. Yeah, because um, you have to identify, okay, which bit is metaphysical, which bit is empirical, and yeah. is it, if you can deduce a metaphysical statement from an empirical statement, some would argue that is, that kind of sticks to the rules of empiricism. Ex exactly, exactly. But Ayer takes quite a, he takes quite a far, like, I don't know the right word to explain it, but he takes quite a staunch yeah. approach to his argument mm -hmm. that metaphysics, no, it's not possible. Um, but I think, personally, what I think he feels, and we discussed mm -hmm. it, is that he doesn't quite realise um, that he needs to... I, I personally feel that he needs to take a softer approach mm -hmm. and embrace some elements. Yes, I think without metaphysics, as he um, explains in chapter 4, you know, it would be hard to you know, understand the concept of maths. For example, 1 plus 1 is 2. That's not something you know yeah, after experience. That's, that's something that's always been true. That's a metaphysical truth. Yeah. And so, um, in saying that metaphysics is, you know, something that should be avoided by empiricists, that is, you know, really troubling to someone's whole, you know, life because you need metaphysics. Yeah. I mean, if metaphysics didn't exist and we lived in a world of purely sense experience, um, if we weren't, as Eric kind of suggests, um, there's a quote someone said that, um, I think it was Wittgenstein, something like that. He said, um... What can be said at all can be said clearly, and where one, one cannot speak, thereof one must be silent. So if, 
Era's suggestion that we should only deal with the logical world and reject metaphysics, what type of world would we be living in, you know? Exactly. He even suggests at one point that um, the history of philosophy is the history of metaphysics and the act of philosophizing should have a new, like, it should be a new word because it mm-hmm. it's so intrinsically linked with metaphysics. Um, and I don't know, I guess it kind of splits the two schools of thought, mm-hmm. right? Where do you stand on it? Like, what do you think? Well, I understand where um, AJ is coming from uh, to an extent because, you know, it's much harder to prove things that are metaphysical and mm-hmm. obviously makes, would obviously make sense to look at things from an empirical view, like, for example, science is based on empiricism and that's something that we trust in heavily. Yeah, because but he even goes on to say that science is it's based on hypothetical yeah kind of truth mm-hmm. and so i think he, he says that like, you can refute like yeah nothing ma- is true yeah like. he makes the situation very difficult because as he also suggests that you know um empirical statements um you know they may, they may not they will not always be true there are there is no um they don't have infinite you know definitions yeah and so you can't be true of something because forever. like if you can if you can only have a finite number of experiences mm-hmm. you can always have an ex- one experience which refutes all mm-hmm. the experiences yeah. that you've had and that's why I, I don't know I feel like his argument yeah. falls I think it would be hard to create like a standard of truth yeah. if you just base everything on empiricism exactly yeah so, um, that's and why metaphysics you could argue makes it easier to have mm-hmm. an idea of truth yes because, for, for example, uh, religious believe you could say that uh, religious believers um, believe in like their holy books to get truth, and that religion would, can be considered as metaphysical. Yeah. And so you're getting all your, your standards of truth, standards of morality, you know, from good standards. Well, some yeah. would say good. Yeah. <laughs> that, so I mean, you, that's so a whole you, have a, you already have a basis given to you, rather than having to experience, um, go through life experiences in order just to uh, yeah. find out okay what is right and wrong. It makes things, I, I guess, like having a foundation of truth makes yeah. everything much easier to approach, mm-hmm. doesn't it? So, chapter four um, is basically a battle between rationalism and empiricism. As I was saying before, um, knowing that one plus one equals to two is not something that you need to know through empiricism, that's just something that's always been true. Uh, we can also call that a necessary truth, something that's true beyond our sense experience that is. That will always be true. That is an infinite truth. Um, that's something that you know empiricism can't account for, as you said uh, previously. Um, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I guess um, empiricism as well. I think most of our world is based on metaphysics, right? Mm-hmm. And if you take a rash, you can be a rationalist but not an empiricist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for me. I think life after death is a really important topic. Yeah. Um, that empiricism can can even solve. Exactly. You know? Um, and it's a it's a question that mm-hmm. defines how we live our lives. Like, um, and I think if you're a philosopher and didn't look at that concept, it would kind of miss the point. Which is why I kind of disagree with the fact that philosophizing should be a different act from mm-hmm. being like from metaphysics um, and looking at the metaphysical world. Um, because it's so intrinsically linked, like, um, we, in class we were talking about how life after death, um, if you say, I think 
there is a life after death. Yeah. Um, that would be a metaphysical statement. Yeah, but it, and if there isn't, if you say there is not a life after death, that can't be verified. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But if there is a life after death, some say you would argue that it can be verified because you'd be living in heaven, and mm-hmm. then you would know in yourself that it can be verified. Um, in, but through empiricism, that can't be verified, and that's the problem with empiricism. You can't verify everything. Yeah. Because he rejects, you know, metaphysics. He like contradicts himself as well. Because in in I think it was in around the earlier chapters, um, he talks about how he talks about Descartes, and he says um, he kind of refutes his argument that um, I think therefore I am. But he says, mm-hmm. um, Air says, um, he says that I am thinking, therefore I am, and he says that you can't base the world on one kind of key concept mm-hmm. is it universal truth or something something like that but he said you can't base it around one truth and and by rejecting me- um, metaphysics and solely relying on the world of empiricism he kind of contradicts himself mm-hmm. in that way so as a whole the purpose of this book as chapter one says was to figure out the purpose and method of physical philosophical philosophical inquiry this method being empiricism which AR wholly believes in, even though there are some objections to it. Um, uh, do you want to give your opinion on the book? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, here. <laughs> I don't really agree with you. <laughs> um, I have to say, rejecting the whole world of metaphysics mm-hmm. is a bit of a jump, you know? Um, yeah. And I think our, our way of thinking is so ingrained in the world of metaphysics, it would be really, really difficult to reject yeah. entirely. Um, I do believe in rejecting some aspects of the metaphysical world. However, um, religion for me is the greatest downfall because religion is so intrinsically related with the human experience and metaphysics fails to realise that. Um, And I feel like, I mean, empiricism fails to realise that. And by not considering the human experience in a philosophising activity, which is about how humans view the world, Think, sorry, but you need to think, rethink your <laughs> argument in the grave. <laughs> I think, yeah. Also, I, I would disagree. You know, also, I am a religious believer, and I say that the society that we live in today is is based. Even though not everyone is a religious believer anymore, so the society that we live in is heavily based on, um, as a lot of people say, Judeo-Christian values, especially in the Western world. And so, th- those values are heavily ingrained in, like, you know, the way we act. Uh, our morals and even you know the U.S. Constitution when the Puritans came in and decided to make their own country, and so I think that doing away with metaphysics would be doing away with so many values and morals that we've held on to for you know so many years. And the years. art that comes along mm-hmm. with it, the art, the the beauty of humanity, art, <laughs> um, is that we can view the world away from, yeah. in my opinion, away from the physical, and and transcend and create beautiful art from. Our experiences and the individuality of experience, I think, is lost with empiricism. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for listening to our discussion and also criticisms of AJA's language, truth, and logic. Also, I hope whoever is listening to this would um, encourage would um, be encouraged to read the book for themselves and also, you know, uh, have their own thoughts about this very important and complicated topic of logical positivism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
summer is a tautological. However, um, an argument that a metaphysician, or anybody who refutes Ayer's argument, um, for that matter of fact, would make is that what makes a Goya painting is the idea that the artist had and his thoughts that were going into making the painting. And if someone forges it, the, the thoughts aren't the same. Um, and what Ayer says is that can't be verified using an uh, empirical approach. Um, so therefore, the ideas of Goya as, um, which, as an element of his painting, as a way of detecting his forgery, is nonsensical and shouldn't even be regarded. Um, and obviously many issues arise with that argument. Um, and it is kind of, I, I don't know if you agree with me, Alana, but I feel like it devalues the sense of art and the human experience in a way as well. Um, but also, the, the, a metaphysical, um, he, he goes into quite a lot of depth about talking about metaphysical statements. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to explain what yeah. it means? So, metaphysical statements are statements that go beyond um, our sense experience. For example, saying that God is real goes beyond our, our sense experience because the notion of God is outside the natural world and obviously us humans, us as mm -hmm. humans, we're in the natural world and so we can't understand the supernatural world solely based on experience. And, um, and like a lot of people think religious statements are synonymous with metaphysical statements. Yeah. There are some issues with that in itself, isn't it? With like Jesus' tomb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, well, for example, saying that, okay, Jesus was crucified and he was placed into a tomb, that, that, would, that is a historical statement. There is, you know, historical... Which can be verified. Yeah, which can be verified. Um, but then that's, that, that would also tie into uh, metaphysics as well, because um, once, you get, once you get to the point where you say, okay, then Jesus ascended into heaven, that's where it gets metaphysical. And everything before that is historical and empirical. So um, that's a difficulty with, you know... There's no argument, really. Yeah, because um, you have to identify, okay, which bit is metaphysical, which bit is empirical. And, and is it, if you can deduce a metaphysical statement from an empirical statement, some would argue that is that kind of sticks to the rules of empiricism. Ex exa exactly. But Ayer takes quite a, he takes quite a far... Like, I don't know the right word to explain it, but he takes quite a staunch yeah. approach to his argument mm -hmm. that metaphysics, no, it's not possible. Um, but I think, personally, what I think he feels, and we discussed mm -hmm. it, is that he doesn't quite realise um, that he needs to... I've, I personally feel that he needs to take a softer approach mm -hmm. and embrace some... Yes, yeah. I think without... Metaphysics, as he um, explains in chapter four, you know, it would be hard to, you know, understand the concept of maths. For example, one plus one is two. That's not something you know yeah, after experience. That's, that's something that's always been true. That's a metaphysical truth. Yeah. And so, um, in saying that metaphysics is, you know, something that should be avoided by empiricists, that is, you know, really troubling to someone's whole, you know, life because you need. Yeah, I mean, if metaphysics didn't exist and we lived in a world of purely sense experience, um, if we weren't, as Ayr kind of suggests, um, there's a quote someone said that, um, I think it was Wittgenstein, something like that. He said, um, 
What can be said at all can be said clearly, and where one, one cannot speak, thereof one must be silent. So if Ere a suggestion that we should only deal with the logical world and reject metaphysics, what type of world would we be living in, you know? Exactly. He even suggests at one point that um, the history of philosophy is the history of metaphysics and the act of philosophizing should have a new, like, it should be a new word because mm -hmm. it's so intrinsically linked with metaphysics. Um, and I don't know, I guess it kind of splits the two schools of mm -hmm. thought, right? Where do you stand on it? Like, what do you think? Well, I understand where um, AJ is coming from uh, to an extent because, you know, it's much harder to prove things that are metaphysical and mm -hmm. obviously makes would obviously make sense to look at things from an empirical view, like, for example, science is based on empiricism and that's something that we trust in heavily. Yeah, because but he even goes on to say that science is it's based on hypothetical yeah kind of truth mm -hmm. and so i think he, he says that like you can refute like yeah nothing is true yeah like. he makes the situation very difficult because as he also suggests that you know um empirical statements um you know they may, they may not they will not always be true there are there is no um they don't have infinite you know definitions yeah and so you can't be true of something because forever. like if you can if you can only have a finite number of experiences mm -hmm. you can always have an ex one experience which refutes all mm -hmm. of the experiences yeah. that you've had and that's why I, I don't know I feel like his argument yeah. falls I think it would be hard to create like a standard of truth yeah. if you just base everything on empiricism exactly yeah so, um, that's and why metaphysics you could argue makes it easier to have mm -hmm. an idea of truth yes because, for, for example, uh, religious believe you could say that uh, religious believers um, believe in like their holy books to get truth, and that religion would, can be considered as metaphysical. Yeah. And so you're getting all your, your standards of truth, standards of morality, you know, from good standards. Well, some yeah. would say good. Yeah. <laughs> that, so I mean, you, that's so a whole you, have a, you would have a basis given to you rather than having to experience, um, go through life experiences in order just to uh, yeah. find out okay what is right and wrong. Basically. It makes things, I, I guess, like having a foundation of truth makes yeah. everything much easier to approach, mm -hmm. doesn't it? So chapter four um, is basically a battle between rationalism and empiricism. As I was saying before, um, knowing that one plus one equals to two is not something that you need to know through empiricism. That's just something that's always been true. Uh, we can also call that a necessary truth, something that's true beyond our sense, ex sense experience that is that will always be true, that is an infinite truth. Um, that's something that, you know, empiricism can't account for, as you said uh, previously. Um, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I guess um, empiricism as well, I think most of our world is based on metaphysics, right? Mm -hmm. And if you take a rational, you can be a rationalist, but not an empiricist, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, for me, I think life after death is a really important topic. Yeah. Um, that empiricism can can even solve. Exactly. You know? Um, and it's a it's a question that defines mm -hmm. how we live our lives. Like, um, and I think if you're a philosopher and didn't look at that concept, it would kind of miss the point. Which is why I kind of disagree with the fact that philosophizing should be a different act from mm -hmm. being like from metaphysics um, and looking at the metaphysical world. 
um, because it's so intrinsically linked. Like, um, we in class we were talking about how life after death. Um, if you say, I think there is a life after death. Yeah. Um, that would be a metaphysical statement. Yeah, but it, and if there isn't, if you say there is not a life after death, that can't be verified. Yes. Yeah, but exactly. if there is a life after death, some say you would argue that. It can be verified because you'd be living in heaven, and mm-hmm. then you would know in yourself that it can be verified. But, um, in, but through empiricism, that can't be verified. And that's the problem with empiricism. You can't verify everything. Yeah. Because you reject, you know, metaphysics. He like contradicts himself as well. Because in in I think it was in around the earlier chapters, um, he talks about how he talks about Descartes, and he says um, he kind of refutes his argument that um, I think, therefore I am, but he says, mm-hmm. um, Air says, um, he says that I am thinking, therefore I am. And he says that you can't base the world on one kind of key concept. Mm-hmm. Is it universal truth or something? Something like that. But he said you can't base it around one truth. And and by rejecting me- um, metaphysics and solely relying on the world of empiricism, kind of contradicts himself mm-hmm. in that way. So, as a whole, the purpose of this book, as chapter one says, was to figure out the purpose and method of physical, philosophical philosophical inquiry, this method being empiricism, which AR wholly, wholly believes in, even though there are some objections to it. Um, uh, do you want to give your opinion on the book? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, here. <laughs> I don't really agree with you. <laughs> um, I have to say... Rejecting the whole world of metaphysics mm-hmm. is a bit of a jump, you know. Um, yeah. And I think our, our way of thinking is so ingrained in the world of metaphysics, it would be really, really difficult to reject yeah. entirely. Um, I do believe in rejecting some aspects of the metaphysical world. However, um, religion for me is the greatest downfall because religion is so intrinsically related with the human experience and metaphysics fails to realise that. Um, and I feel like... I mean, empiricism fails to realise that, and by not considering the human experience in a philosophising activity, which is about how humans read the world, um, I think, sorry, but you need to think, rethink your <laughs> argument in the grave. <laughs> I think, yeah, also, I, I would disagree, you know, also I am a religious believer, and I say that the society that we live in today is is based, even though... Not everyone is a religious believer anymore. So the society that we live in is heavily based on, um, as a lot of people would say, Judeo-Christian values, especially in the Western world. And so th- those values are heavily ingrained in, like, you know, the way we act, uh, our morals, and even, you know, the US Constitution when the Puritans came in and decided to make their own country. And so I think that doing away with metaphysics would be doing away with so many values and morals that we've held on to for you know so many years and the years. art that comes along mm-hmm. with it the art the, the beauty of humanity <laughs> um is that we can view the world away from yeah. in my opinion away from the physical and and transcend and create beautiful art from our experiences and the individuality of experience i think is Mm-hmm. But thank you for listening to our discussion and also criticisms of AJA's language, truth, and logic. Also, I hope whoever is listening to this would um, encourage would um, be encouraged to read the book for themselves and also, you know, 
uh, have their own thoughts about this very important and complicated topic of logical positivism. Welcome to our podcast about AJ Eyre and his book Language, Truth and Logic. I'm Atska and I'm here with my co-host Alana and I'll be introducing AJ Eyre was an English philosopher born in 1910, known for his works on logical positivism, which is seen in this book that we will be discussing today. He enjoyed a good education, studying at Eton College and Oxford also. Surprisingly, he was a special operations executive and an MI6 agent during World War II. Wow. <laughs> uh, a few years later, he then became an Oxford professor, and then in, in 1970, he was knighted. Yeah, so AJ Eyre, he's had a really quite rigorous educative process. Um, and when he left Oxford, he went to join this group called the Vienna Circle. And these were a group of philosophers who abided by the logical positivism <laughs> principle, um, which basically meant that you should only speak something which is of logical sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a funny story um, is that whenever anybody said anything metaphysical, which mm -hmm. is like anything which like you can't, can't verify with your senses. Yeah, anything that you can't verify with your senses, you'd have to, they would scream like, M! <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, it, it's quite funny imagining their meetings where um, there'd be like intense philosophical discussion and then this one elderly guy with a moustache go, M! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the main kind of um, thing that Eyre talks about in his book, and his book is inspired by his work with the Vienna Circle, is the verification principle. And the verification principle that Air follows is that um, something can only be verified if you, if you know a way to verify it. So you don't necessarily need to have the means to do it at the time. So he gave the example of the moon landing. Um, obviously, he was in 1910 writing this, I think. Am I right? 1910? Well, he was born in 1910. Um, so when was... It was around 1920s? I don't know. But before the moon landing. Around then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said that they know the theoretical science behind it, um, but they don't have the physical means to do it at the time. However, it is still of logical sense, mm -hmm. as it can be verified by principle. Um, but there are issues with verification principle, aren't there? 